I said, oh, I met this startup founder yesterday and he looked really hassled. And I mean, which startup founder doesn't, right? But I asked him what's up and he said, gosh, I need to have a website up and running in like one week flat. Can you do that for me? And I just looked at him and said, why? <laughs> why website or why one week? <laughs> why website? And and there was just silence for like, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds. And I now I realize I have to help him think through why he needs that website. But he's really convinced he needs one. Why indeed? Welcome to the Damn Good Marketing Podcast. Today, we discuss the not-so-subtle art and science of building a website. To do or not to do? Do you work on a website or do you not? That's the big question really, isn't it? And yet, sometimes we jump right into action. We decide what platforms to use. We decide what messaging to put in. Only to realize, in just under a year, hey, this website is not working for me. Why does this happen? How do we prevent it from happening? And what really is the right way? Is there even a right way to go about building a website? Oh, so much to just unravel here. And I think uh, there are a lot of very fundamental questions that uh, business owners need to ask of themselves. I think uh, I I understand a website. uh, You see so many beautiful looking ones and you kind of want one for yourself. (laughs) I really get that. I mean, I've been through multiple iterations of my own site to get to one that I really like. So uh, the the need to be out there, have something beautiful, to say you know say a lot about what you've been working so hard on, I I really get that. But uh, don't you think there's like quite a few steps before deciding that you have to have a website? Oh, absolutely. I would say several thousand steps. But even if we condense it, there are questions about what are you selling? Are you selling a service or a product? Is your product physical touch and feel or is it more of a SaaS based or digital product, for example? Uh, Then comes, you know, which platform, which agency, who does content, who brings the site live? Oh, and uh, I remember this example of, you know, working on a website, multiple teams uh, involved in just building it out. Uh, Everyone had scoped for everything. except accounting for who would actually put the content on the actual website. (laughs) Nobody thought about that. So these things are actually a lot more common than we think, which is what, I mean, just going back to our, uh, you know, founder from earlier, I think one week is uh, ambitious at best when it comes to building a website, right? And why? Why are we in a rush to really get there? Exactly. I mean, just building a website is not opening any floodgates. So I think we can all just uh, calm down a bit and and put a lot of thought into what you want to say. And I think uh, even should I should I have one? I think I'm still don't have an answer for those who say, hey, do I need to have a website at all? And a few enlightened folks do ask that question. <laughs> like, tell me, Hasita, how many leads do you get from the website? Ah, (laughs) well, the contact form level answer is zero. Uh, But then see the purpose behind my website, it's always been very clear to me. And that's because our case studies reside on the website. 
right so whenever we are in the scoping stages and sometimes even before we are scoping say i speak somewhere or you know uh, we do this podcast for example people do go visit the website and it's very important to me because we are a very budding very new agency that people see the kind of work that we have done before so for me a website in that sense it does contribute to the marketing process but no one's filling any forms as yet i'll tell you that much Yeah no that makes sense See, today when you say that you've got a new company or you give somebody your company name i think the first thing they're going to go and see uh, check out is if you have got a website so that's fair i think uh, maybe wanting to build one is is a is a very kind of basic uh, checklist point for any business owner i think the maybe what they need to think about is one you know who are the kind of people who are going to come there like if they've already heard about you are you giving them more information about what you do or is it like folks who have just don't even know what you do so yeah, i think yeah. some kind of thinking in terms of uh, uh, what's the large chunk of audience that's going to be coming here and what do they need to know absolutely and in fact a lot of frustrations around built websites and you know we, we've both had a lot of these conversations suba where uh, the client basically says hey we built something last year or we built something about 6 months ago but we are not very happy right so where is that dissatisfaction coming from i find that it it actually comes down to not having thought through the reason well enough in the beginning uh and just kind of going back to what we said earlier about you know differentiating between a product versus a service based website because if i'm selling a service then my conversation begins where the website ends right so the contact form has to be filled and i find that in today's times that's a very low barrier to any kind of entry any kind of conversation but if i'm selling a product like even a bar of soap for example right up to you know subscription services and saas products and things like that then i'm actually asking people to take out a credit card and put it on file with me which is a far greater commitment because i mean let's be honest over how many subscriptions have we cancelled right <laughs> not to mention that new york times subscription that keeps running endlessly oh, so things like that right so what are you really asking the other person to do and therefore how much effort should you put into your website uh if you're selling a service then i think uh, we had this conversations about uh, a while ago when you were switching from a different platform to wix for raincraft as to whether you should really worry about the personas and build separate mm-hmm. landing pages for each you know potential customer who might show up mm-hmm. i mean while that's probably ideal it's also not practical right so you can't have 20 different landing pages for 20 different kinds of people but what you can do as a service business is you can show people who you are and you can believe that that will help because that's all people are trying to get to know right but of course now if i'm selling a product and i have tiering like you know we have platforms like mailchimp and omnisend and mm. you know all of these tools that we use almost on a daily basis they all have different pricing structures and without knowing the pricing is very unlikely that i'm going to you know sign up for something that i only have partial visibility on mm. so that's where the whole okay let me get a little more specific let me build landing pages to convince different people all of those things really come into the picture yeah 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 no makes sense and i think in the case of uh, a lot of new companies you have when you're just setting up and when it's largely founder driven or even a, a founding team there's i think still quite a bit to think about to say that okay have that website have that one simple page which gives people a sense of who you are what you do but which brand are you building and is there is that where you're going to build your brand 
right? So what I'm trying to say is like some some service oriented uh, businesses, they founder is doing a really good job on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. they're building mm-hmm. the brand, they are creating awareness, they're generating leads for themselves. Yeah. So then don't hassle yourself about your own website too much. Don't feel like you have to then everything you say, you kind of reproduce it there and you create more content and don't just let it be a simple page saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. You can find me on LinkedIn. That works too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the nuance that so many of us really miss, right? Like we don't then have to build a contact form because these people who've seen me are more comfortable seeing me on LinkedIn anyway. So the likelihood that they reach out to me on LinkedIn is far greater than that they would then fill a form and receive a mail from contact at the rate so and so. And I I just think all that is just way too far-fetched sometimes and best stayed away from. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, so far we've been kind of talking about service and uh, founders who are offering a service. I think the whole product and e-commerce, whether it's retail or B2B, I mean, that's a whole world by itself, right? So what do those folks do? Products absolutely are a whole different ballgame. And I think they are the one use case where probably a a website is not optional. Uh, It's absolutely, I mean, e-commerce, it's quite self-evident. The whole word itself means buying online. So uh, that's complete. I mean, you have to have a website. It's as simple as that. But at the same time, B2B or even for that matter, individual SaaS products like Grammarly, for example, A lot of people do sign up for services like these by paying for these things or by subscribing to these things on the website, right? So that's where, and also, why do we need a product website, right? Because products inherently need a slightly different approach to marketing itself. And therefore, you need different landing pages. Say, for example, I'm selling a software product that's relevant to three different industries. Then I need to speak three different languages to these people. Right, Because the problem in industry A is going to be very different from the problem in industry B. And unless I set that context and I demonstrate that I understand that context, that sale is probably not going to happen. So typically product uh, websites in particular, we always uh, recommend and even with our vendors, we start by doing a workshop just Mm -hmm. to understand what are the two, three goals behind this exercise. How do you see it panning out? What is your realistic expectation in terms of how long it will take? Because by virtue of whatever I just said, a product website, I think uh, the most conservative estimate for a product website when you're working with an agency is at least four weeks Mm. from design, right? So yeah, I mean, it works differently in different cases. Yeah. I think what I'm hearing, Hasita, is that the website is obviously just one tool or one channel. It fundamentally you have to have your marketing plan in place. You've got to figure out where you're going to find your customer and what or where do you want to drive them to? Do you want to drive them to maybe your Instagram page because it's easier to shop? Or do you want them to go to your website? Or do you want them to go to LinkedIn and you know see who you are? And let's say, for example, why, why are you into sustainability and hence creating sustainability products, right? So it, yeah. I think a lot of it uh, really stems from the step before the act of creating a website and that's really in the marketing plan that's what it sounds like absolutely and a website has to be seen as an integral component of marketing and not just digital marketing but marketing of any and every kind just to take an example when we uh, did a project for a cybersecurity client our motto was very clear we said all roads lead to the website 
So whatever happens, webinar signups happen, they have to happen on the website. People read blogs, the blogs have to be read on the website. And the reason for that was that we had a very cohesive story to tell on the website, which no one else on in the industry was doing. So it was very vital that people come, consume that story, be engaged with it, interact with it in a way. And then uh, subsequently, you can see how that vision pans out because uh, one of the rarest things to happen in the world of any kind of product, B2B especially, is people actually interacting with you on chat, people actually interacting with you through a contact form when you don't have too many website visitors. Out of 10,000 visitors, it's very easy to get two people to fill a form. But if you're getting the same result out of 100 visitors, Mm -hmm. then you know that you've told the right story throughout, right? So please make your website a part of your marketing plan and see it as part of a whole. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I get you like the the number of times we've um, heard kind of frustrated voices saying, I made the website, but now what? And then when Mm. you start thinking again, saying, how do I, how do I make people more aware of this? Then the website feels all wrong. Then it feels like it's not built for this audience and the flow is not right or the information is not enough. Absolutely. So if you flip that process, actually, and start by saying, who am I selling this thing to? uh, Then the website begins to make a lot more sense. Yeah, true, true. I think then, you know, in terms of uh, what we get asked a lot, like which platform do you use? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've experimented, right? I started with WordPress and I tried Weebly and now I'm on Wix and quite happy with it. I know the world has moved on to Webflow and you know, then tomorrow there'll be something else. Yeah, yeah. And I'm resisting all of that for now because Wix is working well for me. But I think uh, that's also important because while, you know, each one has its pros and cons, I'm sure you've experienced that in the numerous ones that you've built. So what do you generally think about when you suggest a platform? Yeah, so my first priority while making a recommendation of the sort is always going to be uh, what is eventually going to be most comfortable for the client to work with Uh, because not everyone is paying for annual maintenance not everyone is kind of keeping on teams who can just make changes to the website right so I would want to go with a tool that I know how to make at least minor changes to of course as you rightly said I mean because we are in this industry we may have worked with five six different platforms including Shopify and Joomla and you know all of those other things as well Magento even at a point Mm -hmm. Uh, but the fact is that uh, the client has to be immensely comfortable in using it and to that end I find that Wix is a great platform because you might have experienced it as well that it's got a lot of drag and drop features inherently the design is very clean and intuitive uh, and the scope for making mistakes is very low however if you are kind of focusing more on search engine optimization and you need to really get a little technical I find that Wix can also be a little limiting, which is where people prefer WordPress uh, because it comes with a lot of tools and plugins and it's been around for a while. So the ecosystem around WordPress is fairly strong, right? So typically uh, client websites, we usually recommend one or the other, which is Wix or WordPress. Uh, Of course, my own website, Motley Crue is built on Webflow because it's a lot more interactive and we wanted that interactivity because we don't have a lot of copy we wanted the visuals to do the talking Uh, and there's just one other client for whom also we built uh, a website on webflow because they again had a lot of storytelling that needed to be done Uh, and on that front I find that webflow is like a more flexible version of Wix 
really mm-hmm. and it allows me to insert custom code so the problem with wix is that wix has its own custom code uh, which is a completely different programming language whereas when it comes to webflow i can use html i can use javascript i can use the languages that are already there to kind of make some of the changes probably a very technical answer so i mean if i had to choose between the three then it's probably going to be wix or wordpress uh, both are good even for e-commerce as well uh, and they come with a lot of templates and a lot of features sometimes when we are convinced that the client has that vision and they are willing to wait for that vision to really uh, take flight then webflow is a great option yeah mm, interesting yeah but i think what i also hear you saying is that kind of get your hands a bit dirty like figure out what each absolutely right absolutely like figure out what each uh, type of or figure out what each platform offers and what what are your own capabilities how much time do you have like for example if you want to make a quick update like you want to just change yeah uh, some pricing on a certain page do yeah. you have the ability to jump in there and do it yourself in which case wix and all of that make it easy or are you going to be someone who's always going to uh, ask your tech team or a developer yeah. to do it then just go with wordpress and let's yeah, somebody yeah. else do it In fact you should absolutely get your hands dirty because i mean just waiting sometimes for different teams to kick in and do the job it can actually take forever so you don't want that kind of delay so whichever platform you eventually end up building it on you must absolutely explore it for yourself as well just one word on uh, wordpress uh, mm-hmm. which needs to be said is that it's also prone to a lot of uh, downtime so mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of instances of web uh, wordpress websites being hacked or you know uh, being on the receiving end of lots of bot attacks and things like that to be very honest if you have the right plugins in place it's not a very big problem but yes if you've built it on wordpress you need to keep watching it from time to time yeah so yeah no i've i've had a couple of uh, clients who you know haven't kind of kept the plugins updated and yeah, don't yeah, even really know how to do that or that they need to do that and yeah. so that is a bit of a problem Sounds good. So I think now uh, we are a little better off in the journey of uh, building a nice, bright, shiny website. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then comes the next problem, right? I mean, that that's what it is—one hurdle after the other. <laughs> now, how do I bring people to this site? Like, how do they know I exist? And how do I keep hitting refresh on you know the the counter and then seeing the number go up in terms of visitors? <laughs> right. Yeah. So how do I tell people I exist? I think that's that's really the first thing I need. Uh, yeah, to yeah. So, so I mean, the, see, the best way to tell people is to tell people. <laughs> so just, I mean, uh, all of us know at least a hundred people. I mean, even the most introverted among us will know a hundred people, and it's it really starts there, right? Hey, here's my new venture. It's called a website. Uh, why don't you take a look? And early feedback does matter because I had amazing feedback when we launched uh, the Motley Crew website. someone actually said hey why are you highlighting the industry instead of highlighting the work that you're doing <laughs> so that was a big one for us because we literally have a, had a one page website at that point in time so he said makes sense we need to switch the two up and tell people what we do as well right so i think a lot of that early feedback uh, comes from these people and then from there on begins the job of so this is where you know we spoke earlier about why the website 
needs to be part of a much larger marketing plan mm-hmm. this is where it becomes really really important right because if you hadn't accounted for the website as anything more than something to show and tell this is when you'll start having problems right but see if you had accounted for search engine optimization for example as a big part of how you would be reaching different people then you want to build a website that allows you to publish a lot of content you know there are tools especially on wordpress there's a plugin called yoast uh, which is excellent for seo so every time you publish a blog you run it through the seo plugin and you see if that's really you know meeting certain baseline parameters and things like that at the same time uh, we also need to consider the paid part of things right so you have search engine marketing so you will be bidding on certain keywords and if you're bidding on certain keywords having them on your landing page makes your ads cheaper actually mm-hmm. so then you need multiple landing pages because you need different ads so you'll be publishing them retiring them publishing retiring so that process goes on right so distribution i think is uh, it's not optional in today's time right because thousands of websites probably go live every single day and the chance that we'll be discovered is just uh, you know it's it's next to zero and even before you start with your paid your organic you know there are basic things to take care of like having the robots.txt file to make sure that search engines are crawling your web pages to have a sitemap file to make it easier again for the search engine to index different pages which is to know how the site looks you know making sure that you actually set up seo indexing because some websites do offer the feature of turning off indexing so some that's usually set by default and we don't even realize it right mm. so these things usually your developer should be able to uh, advise you on as well as your on page seo uh, how many keywords should you use what kinds of pages should you have so this then becomes more marketing uh and then your website kind of is just the finished product of having put enough thought into some of these things i think yeah no that makes sense and as you said developer it got me thinking that end of the day there are folks who are experts in what they do so it it does make sense to get a good team where you have access to good writing good copy you have access to a developer who can perhaps uh, customize or tweak uh, some of the features that you need yeah. you have uh some thought put into the you know ui ux and what's that flow going to be because yeah we know how easily we get put off by a site that kind of doesn't respond the way we expect it to <laughs> right yeah 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 and so Absolutely. we just shut it down and we move on saying hey it isn't going nowhere so i think uh, and a lot of these are really available as a package deal from any agency so it's not like you're kind of going out and finding a lot of individuals and putting a lot of effort but yeah at least know that you want these things looked at absolutely in fact i find that development in itself is a very functional skill set uh because some of the best web developers that i've worked with have actually been designers they've been product marketers themselves they've been people who have seen and of course you know uh, content people and communications people because they have seen the impact of having done something right versus wrong right yeah. and i think that kind of experience becomes very important so if you see that a certain agency is bringing that kind of uh, you know skill set Uh, mm-hmm. then you're probably on the right track because you i mean looking for a web developer is basically me looking for someone who understands the language like it's a translation job right mm-hmm. but who's doing the messaging job and that's i think a more uh, fundamental question to ask so what what i hear you saying is that also think about uh, whoever's making the website for you what have they done in that space before because yeah, they yeah. understand that journey a lot better 
Yeah, and get very specific. So if you if they send you maybe a list of five or six websites they've worked on, uh, pick the one or the two that you really like and uh, be sure to nitpick, right? So ask them, how did you come up with this interaction? Or, you know, who decided what the flow would be? Uh, why did you decide to have these many pages? So the moment you are able to get answers to these questions, you know that they've thought this through and that they've, you know, probably had a certain amount of experience in thinking it through. Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, no, it's all coming together. I think there are many reasons why you may want to have a website. And today that's kind of like, uh, like, like just the basic, uh, it's like we used to walk around with a visiting card. I think yeah, the website yeah. is, the, is the new yeah. visiting card. And the right? thing is, so, it's just going to be there. Like people yeah. will check. You know? yeah, yeah, or they will check it aside and you don't want to know about that, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hurts. But that's fine. You, just, you, you still have to carry around a bunch of visiting cards. So you had to once upon yeah. a time. But uh, yeah, I think we are pretty clear that um, there are quite a few options, but a lot to think about and a lot to think about integrated with what are your marketing plans what mm. are you really going to do to because just building a website you know I, doesn't bring anybody it doesn't guarantee anything uh, it's just there it's just living there on its own lonely till you have yeah. a marketing plan to go with it very lonely very very lonely and in fact i wish there was a marketing plan to go with it before it existed <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for the much-awaited Topical. Yeah, so what do we do with this lonely creature? I know that uh, you've played a little bit of ping pong with it. Yes, <laughs> quite a lot of ping pong. <laughs> because we always want to fix the functional issues before we fix, you know. Uh, in fact, so many times people have been surprised when I've asked them, hey, uh, give me access to your analytics. People are like, what analytics? Where analytics? How? Who analytics? And it's just, then how? On what basis have you decided again, right? That your website doesn't work. So, so I thought uh, for today's segment of Topical, we'll do a little bit of passing the parcel because we both face these different pains. So, Subha, what do you want to tell someone who says, you know, I needed a website built yesterday? You know, what I really want to tell them is you don't need it tomorrow also. <laughs> but tell them to take a deep breath, take some time, think about it, think about marketing and then come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> but take a deep breath first. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> what do you wish you had really told a client to their face? To their face? Um <laughs> lots of things at least 10 things on a daily basis uh, but I think uh, specific to a website I, I really just want to tell them uh, you know don't get the legal team to approve your copy like just like that's where we draw the line you know like a copywriter goes to die once the lawyers are involved so <laughs> that's what I, I wish I could tell people <laughs> I wish uh, I really wished I could tell a couple of folks that you know, because you didn't think this through, this is a glorified PPT pretty much on your hard disk and no one knows it exists. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is, right? You know, some of these like nostalgia inducing things almost and this joins those ranks. Yeah, yeah. Because they wake up and say, why haven't I got any leads? 
And I was like, did you wake up and even remember that you had to visit your website? Can't <laughs> someone else remember or know? You know, suddenly, like my brain, it, it reminds me of uh, these diaries that you used to have several decades ago, asking us to document our blood type and fax numbers and full postal addresses, you know, <laughs> like as old as that is the thinking that, you know, I'll just build this and somebody will appear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like on a serious note, I do want to tell people sometimes to just think about mobile devices also, because a lot of things oh, look yes. pretty on the desktop and they look absolutely awful when it comes to mobile yeah. devices. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Like, no, I mean, they just look horrendous and uh, stuff. And they behave work. horrendously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing more putting off. And then, you know, you're never going back there ever again, no matter what they tell you. Yeah. And the worst thing is like there are estimates that say that 70-80% of people actually navigate uh, most websites today on a mobile device. Uh, so if I'm losing 8 out of 10 people, uh, then I have real problems. So that that's a serious one. Like I would really ask you to consider how the website looks on a mobile device. No, so true. I mean, I think every every visitor that you get to your website is a huge boon from somewhere and a huge <laughs> bonus. So you really don't want to lose them because you didn't think some of these basics through. Yeah, yeah. So I think I have a lot to go back to my founder friend with and this should give him a lot of clarity about uh, stuff to think about. Very, very basic, essential stuff to think about. That'll make the journey a lot easier. I mean, running a business is tough enough as it is. Yeah. So some of these steps are really useful, Hasita, and I think it should give clarity in terms of uh, just putting that extra effort before just jumping onto the website bandwagon. Absolutely. And I understand where some of that hurry comes from. And I understand why, uh, because so many of us work in cycles and the world itself is so volatile right now. So every extra day is a day lost probably to do business. Uh, but then I, I just want to say that the website is not the thing getting in the way of business half the time, right? So if you want to take time and do it well, uh, that's going to compound for you in, in really beautiful ways. But if you mess it up, then it's also going to cause an equal amount of pain. So might as well just take the time out and do it well uh, than to kind of rush through it. I mean, despite whatever, uh, you know, time-based pressures exist on us. That's great. So hope to see a lot more beautiful websites out there that are bringing in the business. Hopefully, yes, that's the dream. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Damn Good Marketing Podcast on how to build a good website. We hope you enjoyed this episode. All links to any examples that we've used will be in the show notes. I mean, mostly we've talked about ourselves, but those links will also be in the show notes. Uh, we're quite proud of our work, guys. Come, please say hi on LinkedIn. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple, please leave us a review. It makes us so happy. Thank you. Thank you.